Welcome to the Aarhus University SDG Network podcast. We have in the studio four persons. I am Jonas Lyskov from the Danish School of Education, but we also have Anas. Yeah, and I'm a senior researcher at the, the Department of Environmental Science located at the Riso campus, so in the eastern part of Denmark. I have a back from uh, political science at Aarhus University. So I have a PhD in uh, political science. And those topics I work mostly on is uh, environmental governance and, and target group behavior, you could say, related to environmental policies. And then I teach a, a little bit, one course per year in Aarhus and uh, teach a little bit in, in China as well. Great. And uh, Isadora? Yes, hi, my name is Isadora. Uh, I'm a visiting PhD student here at Aarhus University. I'm in the Department of Management in the marketing section. Uh, I come from a university in Brazil, south of Brazil, that is the Federal University of Rio Grande do Sul. And uh, I will stay here for one year uh, as a guest PhD student, uh, but I also teach in Brazil. I have a, a course of uh, sustainability and globalization. And um, I think that's it for now. <laughs> Great. And Marcel? So uh, my name is Marcel. I am from the Netherlands, but I now work for the uh, Department of Economics. And my specialization is to do, has to do with logistics, supply chain management. Um, and in my research, I try to combine that with environmental impacts, with the discussion what sustainability is exactly. And in my teaching, I also uh, have right now a course that uh, goes into the combination, but at the bachelor level. So we try to find out what um, sustainability and sustainability issues actually mean for um, supply chain management. Great. I mean, the, the overall framing of this network, of course, relates to the SDGs and uh, the concept of sustainability. I would like to ask how you relate in your work, you touched slightly upon it, but how you relate to both the SDGs, but also the overall concept of sustainability in your work. Anas? Yeah, I, I work with a lot of, of different uh, projects within uh, the environment. And I have one uh, specific project at the moment uh, on, on the SDGs. There's a, a partnership uh, among six European uh, research institutions called Partnership for European Environmental Research. And there we have uh, started the project a, a couple of years ago on, on SDG-related uh, issues. There we are making some, some case studies. And for instance, we are, are looking at, at Weile Municipality and how they are working with SDGs. Actually, they didn't work a lot with the SDGs in, in when we go two years back, but it, uh, they have started to be become more focused on, on SDGs uh, more recently. So we're analyzing their flood control issues and we're analyzing how farmers can uh, help solve some flooding issues in, in the city of Weile, which is uh, uh, located downstream a river. And from time to time, there are some problems with the floodings in, in Weile. So... We have a case which touches upon a lot of uh, of the different uh, SDGs, 
we have some farmers which can solve some problems by keeping the water on, on the farmers' fields upstream the city. That could solve some issues in, in, the, in the city of Vile. And it could also actually solve some, some problems regarding, for instance, eutrophication in, uh, in the connected fjord. So there are a whole range of different issues there, which, uh, which we can analyze. And, and uh, similarly, some of our partners are, are implementing case studies in some of the other countries. And then besides that, we also uh, analyze a bit on, on the national strategies regarding the sustainable development goals, because it's important with, that, with the political framework, which, uh, for instance, the municipality of Vile works within. So, so that's quite direct interest in, in sustainable develop, development goals that way. But of course, uh, all my research somehow or, or the other touches upon uh, questions of uh, sustainability because it's uh, environmental research. Great. And what about you, Isadora, coming all the way from Brazil? Yeah, uh, even when I wasn't at the network during my master's, I worked with food and food waste, but in the consumer level. So basically we have some publications related to consumer behavior and how uh, and why they waste food. So we analyze different variables and different factors that make us as consumers, as individuals to waste in our households when we are buying food, when we are consuming food. So this was uh, the main goal of my, my master's. And uh, now in my PhD, uh, I'm working with circular economy also in the consumer level. And the first, um, first study that we did, we analyzed the different roles that we as consumers can have through the transition of a circular economy. So we found different behaviors that we can have, that we can adopt uh, to the transition to a circular economy, uh, because we can see that the different, we have a lot of different possibilities here and the behaviors can be very different from each other. And uh, now in, my, in our second study, we are analyzing how we can stimulate the recycling behavior, but also the purchase of products with uh, recycled materials. So, for example, if we have a product that some parts uh, are made with recycled parts, how can we stimulate the consumption of these products? And also, uh, what is the role of different behaviors like recycling in the acceptance? So we use the spillover effect, we call it spillover, uh, to see if, the, if we recycle more, we have the tendency of buying more these circular products or products made with reused parts. So I think it's a very associated with the SDG. So we have this broad concept of sustainability and circular economy and how us uh, as individuals can be part of this uh, circular system. Thanks. And Marcel? So um, in, in logistics, supply chain management focused is often on transportation and then uh, greenhouse gases. So that would be the climate action. But if you can avoid transportation or do it more effectively, then you also take a lot of local pollutants out of the, uh, out of the atmosphere. So it's also related in a more subtle way to health of people. A question could be, so if we have bigger trucks, 
or if we load more on the trucks, is, it, is that greener? And how much greener is that in sense of the environment? Um, what is really interesting, and I haven't started with that yet, but you can also say that you can say that sustainable transport is doing transport in a in a greener way by using greener trucks or by using electric trucks and doing everything you need. But another point of view is to have the logistics in place to do to create a more sustainable product or to create a more sustainable situation. And in that sense, circular economy is very interesting because there you have to design some kind of logistic system to enable a product that, uh, that can be recycled or reused. So this is another, this is another uh, field where we can contribute. Great. And, and I mean, these are all highly specialized and interesting areas and, and disciplines, but, uh, but in a network like this, we, um, we meet up across disciplines. And I mean, and, and that can, then get, can be quite hard and challenging to do that. So I'd like to hear also your perspective on the role of a, of a network like this. Why do we meet up across disciplines? And does it add, you know, is it just a interesting good afternoon? Or does it add anything to our research and research agendas? Or how can it add to our research and research agendas? I can start and I, I think it's it's very interesting to to develop ideas interdisciplinary. So I think we've had some some very good discussions and we're used here at the Department of Environmental Science to work quite interdisciplinary because it's an interdisciplinary uh, institute and so it's it's almost common for me to to work that way and for instance Isadora and, and Marcel and I have just been discussing how we could con- contribute to a project and and of course it's interesting when you have a look at, at waste and, and the circular, circular economy to analyze it from, uh, from different angles, both the, the behavioral and uh, uh, angles. So how do households behave? What are the policies which intend to make the consumers change their behavior? And there, as Marcel also said, it's very important, for instance, with the logistics. So how far do people have to, to go when they have to to collect their waste is also a very important element for your behavioral choices. So therefore, I think all our free competences could be fit into a large project on, uh, on waste sorting. So therefore, uh, it's just genuinely interesting. And, and then there's also a better possibility of of solving some some grand uh, problems when you have more disciplines involved. He said, well, what about you? Yeah, uh, I think it's really interesting uh, to have a network where we can have like two days or one day uh, discussing the same major topic, but with different perspectives. Uh, I can say from my university back in Brazil, we don't have this kind of interactions. So I can see that it's, it's really nice uh, because sometimes we have a different department that is doing a similar research and we don't know. So it's, it's good to have this possibility of uh, trying to contribute and try to create knowledge together because even if we are from different fields, I think it's, it's really interesting and it only adds uh, to, the, to the research itself. 
So I see like a, a good a potential for future studies and also even if we don't like have studies together, it's good to discuss and have this space to discuss because otherwise even if we try to make like a, a meeting, it's not the same. So we are compromised with the network and I think this is really nice to engage us in the discussion and in the field. Marcel? Yes. So, so a network it requires a somewhat different way of conducting research. So when I'm with people in the field, we try to, um, yeah, to be honest, to construct nice looking complicated models of reality, but we always have some kind of idea of some kind of common idea what the world looks like. So if we model behavior, we have some kind of st stochastic distribution. So I think in, in a, some sort in a network, you're actually able to work with people who take uh, the problem from a different point of view. So instead of saying, well, demand is a stochastic variable, they can say, well, no, demands or behavior is actually the function of incentives of the way uh, of, of demographics to which groups people belong. And I think that might, that, that can make the models much more practically relevant uh, and in, instead of that you focus and then it can be that um, sometimes simple ideas from my fields uh, or simple or relatively simple ideas uh, as they would be in my field can be quite helpful so it, it helps um, yeah it, it also helps thinking in a different way and maybe being challenged by other fields of research and I think that can help produce interesting results. I think it's also, I mean, it is quite amazing how we can, within our field, have uh, colleagues from all over the world, and they're easy to communicate with, but it can be extremely hard to go into the, uh, a different building at Aarhus University and talk with, uh, with different uh, disciplines. So for me, it's a, it's a great uh, also learning process, just uh, getting a feel for, for what other people are doing at the Aarhus University in relationship to sustainability. But at the same time, I'm, I know that we are obliged to, um, I mean, to encompass and uh, grasp transdisciplinary, interdisciplinary work also in our own work when working with sustainability. But it is extremely hard. I mean, it's not easy. It takes a lot of time, a lot of effort and a lot of goodwill. I don't know, Anna, it seems like you have a lot of experience uh, with this. this but, but I mean, how, how do you nurture such a such a situation. I, I think a lot has happened the last year in this network, but I guess it's also a long-term commitment. I don't know if you have any comments on this, Anders. It, it's difficult, but I, I, I tend to agree with you, uh, Jonas, that uh, yeah, it's, it takes a lot of, it's, it takes more time because you have to, to understand other approaches. So of course, it's, it's a bit easier for me as a political scientist to work with another political scientist. And so I, I think there are no easy solutions other than also, as you say, that you need to meet with people and, and discuss. And as, as you say, even buildings can be a barrier. For us, uh, one third of the department were in another building three or 400 meters away from the rest of the department. So we had two sections there. And even that can be a barrier, 300 meters, even if you are in the same department. 
so we had our social science section at three hundred, three four hundred meters away. But of course, we have some some fora, and I think that's also what we are using here in in our network. So we get together and discuss uh, research proposals. So we have a, a long experience in doing it because we have so little teaching here because we're located in, in Roskilde and are very, very dependable on, on external funding. So we have a contract with the ministry, but besides that, we have to attract a lot of funding. So we have a lot of uh, experience in writing applications and uh, and luckily sometimes get some funding. So it is discussions, discussions, and, and you know that that maybe you only get funded 10 or 20% of the applications. So you also have to get used to a lot of very good ideas that are scrapped by, by commi committees uh, assessing your applications. But that's just part of the job. It's hard when you're a young researcher, I think, but uh, you get used to it during more experience. Uh, still, you often find that it's unfair, but that's just how the situation is. It's it's very competitive, so I, I don't have other solutions than you develop ideas through through talking and uh, and writing, not least of course also. So at some point you you need to get your ideas uh, written down and and start formulating it on paper as well, and that's also what we are slowly starting here as well. Isadora, as a as a junior researcher, you know, just uh, beginning your your career, is this something that I mean? Are these perspectives that you can draw on and you know include into uh, in into your work now, or something that you'll draw on later? How how do you see your your work also in in relationship with the network? Yeah, uh, I think my research is all related to the network, so I think I can include myself in almost all of the proposals that we have but i think it's nice as a young researcher to see this um, organization and how uh, senior professors they have this a different approach like for research and for conducting the the network so for me it's very inspiring to have this exchange with different fields but also with uh, different professors to see how they they work in the development of the network. And um, I'm sure that in the future I can extend the work for from the network for my own work. So for me, it's, it's really inspiring. And especially because uh, I'm not from Denmark and I'm, I'm not from Aarhus University as well. So it's good to see this uh, perspective and have the possibility of contributing with uh, another field so for me, for sure, it's very, very good and will help, help me in the future, but it's helping now. So for me, it's already very, very interesting to be part of it. Great. Any concluding uh, perspectives, Marcel? Yeah, so maybe just that's, uh, as a scientist, you, I am some kind of herd animal who graces in some kind of meadow. And every once in a while, it's necessary that I'm, thrown out of the meadow and also see what's, uh, how animals in other, uh, in other areas are treating their lands. And I think uh, a network is, is, a, is a good way of getting, uh, of getting that done. For some reason, it can get very much stuck in your own work and you, know, you have teaching, you have research projects that need to be done and you talk to the people you already know 
and in that sense you remain on the same track and I don't think that I'm really an outlier when I say that um, a network is a good opportunity to meet new people to see what they're doing to see how they're working and also to see what uh, the potential that that they can have with projects and it can also make me realize that um, that there are some maybe um, that that is my field can contribute also in different ways than I expected before that, that there are some challenges where I think hey that is um, interesting I can work on that with my background so that that is really uh, what I hope to get out of that also later on brilliant thank you for the wonderful metaphor but also for the for the insights thank you for now 